And now a word from our legal department. Full disclaimer, our intent is to share, edify, and uplift. Though our perspectives may differ, we share them from a place of love and our truths at the moment. As the title suggests, we are thinking women who do better as they know better. With that being said, we pray you enjoy our candid conversations and understand that the thoughts and opinions are our own. And now to Educated and Evolved. Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our latest episode of Educated and Evolved. I am one of your hosts, Kenyatta Davenport. I am Ron Gent Davis. I'm Sabrina Vereen. And I am Tawanya Scarborough. And we will have Greer Carter joining us today. She is having a little bit of technical difficulties and now calling on God to have her patched back in. But our topic today, and it is a timely one, it's a relevant one, we become above reproach. When did we as humans stop being able to be corrected and so? with that topic how are you uh ladies feeling about being corrected and being above reproach mm. well for me okay so let's let's talk about it broadly and then we'll bring it back individually okay so in the news every day multiple times per day you, there's always a story about someone doing something and then they come back and then they like, oh, well, I didn't do it. Or they give some phony apology. And, you know, and I just don't understand why people have gotten to the point where they just can't issue a genuine apology. You know, just say, yes, that was me. I was wrong. What in the world? Hold on. I was wrong. Um, or, you know, yes, it happened when I was younger. But I, I, you know, I just don't know when it actually started where it's like, you know, it's like some type of viral, I can't be wrong. It's like, I'm always right. And there's nothing that anyone can tell me otherwise. And it happens throughout all cultures. It happens throughout all ethnicities and every socioeconomic status. I think there's a place of living in one's own truth that we've gotten to this point where, you know, we're setting boundaries and we're talking about you know, what happened to this person and what happened to that person and when people are being believed. And now that we live, you know, people live in their own truth. And it's like, sometimes that's not what happened. It's like having the conversation that there's two sides to every story, but in actuality, there's three, there's yours, mine's, and there's the truth. Mm -hmm. And, and when you don't want to be corrected, when you don't want to be called on your, you know, so, um, error. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking of a bad word, but you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, when you don't want to be called on it, it's like, 
I'm feeling attacked. And it's not about being attacked. It's about the fact that sometimes you're just wrong and people just want to always be right. You know, I had a person say that if I begin to accept that something is wrong, then it may result in me questioning every thought or decision that I have made. I wonder if it's if it's not that. I wonder if it's not even that deep. I wonder if it is just a laziness. Because if I admit that I have done something wrong, that requires me to work it out. Mm-hmm. It requires me to fix it. It requires something of me other than just, quote unquote, you know, this is the way I am and this is what I'm doing. It requires some work on your part. It requires some reflection. It requires some, um, it requires you to go back to make amends. Mm. Um, and I, and mm. it's so crazy. I was thinking, I was watching something about people and relationships in general. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that whenever it gets tough, you don't want to fix it. You just want to scrap and start anew. Like it's just too much work to do. You know, and I wonder if that can spill over to just not having sort of like what Tawanya said, like that lack of accountability, that lack of just saying, you know what, I messed up. And when you say that, it requires now for you to do something because you can't just say, okay, I messed up and I'm sorry. Sorry looks like a change, right? And change Mm -hmm. requires work, right? And sorry. And and I also think an apology is, is, is an act of love too. And love is an action word. So it requires you to do something. You know, mm. you just can't say it. You, it requires you to work. And I don't think people want to put the work in. Mm. Mm. That's a good one right there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because Lord knows when you have to, to start over and you have to self-reflect and reverse course and pivot and realize where are you wrong in the situation? And then you have to go back and you got to figure it out. Or you have to go back to that person that you wronged and apologize. I'm going to say right. starting over is easy. It is the staying in. It is mm-hmm. the staying in and the mm. fixing that requires the work. Because starting over, nobody knows, right? You think, oh, I just scrapped that. I'm just moving on to the next thing. And, I'm, and I can continue. And this is why I think this is why this is so prevalent because no one is checking anyone, right? Oh, no one mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Yeah, no one is checking themselves. No one, you're just moving on to the next thing, right? You're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we're just going to sweep this under the rug. Uh, we're going to sweep this under the rug. We're just going to keep it moving. And mm-hmm. nobody really is addressing it. And when yeah. you talk about, you know, you're in your quote-unquote truth, that really is not that. And I think what's happening is that sometimes, you know how some things can get overused, talking about setting the boundaries and self-care and all that sort of stuff. Some of those things get abused and people who are natural takers, people who are just natural, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say leeches, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Leeches. People, mm-hmm. people who are just natural takers will take advantage of the self-care and uh, it's about me and it's my truth and it's a, you know what I mean? It's almost bordering on narcissistic behavior. Like, mm, I, yeah. I, this, yep. is, this is just me. You know, it's me, take me or leave me, that kind of thing. Right, you know? right. And 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 people are good with moving on to the next thing and not putting in the work to make a relationship work out. I don't think people have intentionally 
um, become above reproach. It's more of the society has done it. We're, we are scared to check one another because people mm. are shooting people because you told them that they were incorrect. So mm. because no one, like Grace said, is checking you, you still think it's okay. Mm-hmm. And God forbid if somebody do check you or say to you that, you know, that's not right or maybe you should rethink that. Oh, my God. You, you're scared mm. they're going to pull out their gun and start popping you. Can I tell you something that I have been, uh, we haven't spoken in a long time, but I've been putting into practice having this uh, Sunrise Manifesto and reading this word and, and, and meditating. And today's word that I read was, and it said, look, <laughs> I am sending you out as a sheep into the wolves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm sending you out as a sheep into the wolves. You are to be shrewd, but as innocent as a dove. Like you're supposed to be shrewd as a serpent or something like that or a yeah. snake. Yeah. Um, but as innocent as a dove. And I took that to say, listen, cover yourself, but do no harm. Right? Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, like be mindful, but don't do any harm. And and sometimes when you talk about Sabrina, like you're just being out there, it's almost like if you are... You have, it's like it, it requires some mindfulness. You have to really be thinking. You just can't. My mother used to say, where are you going? And I'd say, well, I'm just going outside. And she said, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not walking <laughs> around just mindless. Where are you going? And you have to be thinking about your thinking. It's, it's like you really have to be conscious. And so many people, and, I, and you talk about society. I think there's so many things that are instant, so many things that are quick and the gratification. You don't even have to think about nothing. You just like. You ask and it's done. Like some, I think there's a lack of mindfulness too um, that really might have to do with this microwave society. It might have to do with trauma, uh, especially as African-American people. You just like, listen, I, I, I have a right to, I have a right to say that I'm right or I've been wrong so much. Can I, can I, you know, can I be right this time? You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think that, people have a predisposition of being in a sense of a sense of entitlement where they feel like they there's nobody that can check them right Right. but then i think it gets exasperated by by just the 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 lack of willingness to put in the work or feeling like um it's okay for me to be it's okay for me to be to say you know or, or to move about in this way and nobody's really thinking about how they are really walking around in the world. They just aren't. They're just out mm. here. Mm. I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, I know that's a lot. Because if we all keep saying like, because mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you <clears throat> that you said, Greer, was about starting over and how starting over is easy, but staying in is hard. Mm-hmm. Because staying in means that you have to be vulnerable. And people are so afraid of the vulnerability of apologizing, the vulnerability of forgiveness, um, the vulnerability of honesty. Can I say to you too, Tawanya, that I also think you know how people are always talking about they want to feel seen. I think mm. it's like a I think it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because that vulnerability will require you to be seen, but if you haven't done the work for yourself, or you don't even know what you're looking at when you look at your own self, you really kind of, you, 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 you say you want to be seen, you want to be heard, but when you are, and somebody calls you on it, yeah. don't, 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 don't see that part. Like, don't look at that. 
you know, don't or they, that far. Yeah, or you want to be seen, but you only want to be seen the way that you want to be you seen. seen. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And as even as we're in this conversation and someone makes a comment and whether and this is just in all conversations and whether somebody says or what about this or what about that you know it's okay that people have alternative perspectives and I think that's the other part it's like why can't you accept alternatives why must it just be your point and that becomes the only point I know I've been in conversations where you try to explain to someone a different perspective and they completely should, they completely shoot it down to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to let you, you can have this, you, you know, because it takes too much energy to try and change their mind. And so you're right like, my point. Mm. and it's the staying in and you're mm. like, why am I having this argument? Why am I, revolving around this to the point where I'm you're tired. not going to yeah I'm tired. You, I'm tired you know what you can have it you can you yeah. can you can have that just there you go just go ahead on you know I mean it's it's sad in a way because you gotta you don't grow by staying mm-hmm. in the same space mm-hmm. and being corrected now does that mean that you take everybody's correctedness? No. I'll never the best lesson that I ever learned coming out of CELA is that feedback is a gift. Mm-hmm. Some feedback is meant for your growth and some are trash. It's up to mm-hmm. you to decide which one it is that's applicable to you. However, mm-hmm. I'm not above reproach. Um, I, I can even say within my career was I adamant or hesitant about being corrected at first? Absolutely. Um, because I'm like, who are you to tell me that this is what's best for me and my students? But then after you you sit back and you realize, oh, their words are worth something, right? You take some of it and you apply it, and that's what allows you to grow in your in your life, in your home. Like I, I just can't imagine being stuck in the same space because I didn't or I felt I was above correctedness. You know what you know what Kim, I, I um I am often accused of being inflexible because I think that my personality is so strong that what I say, I say it as it is a matter of fact and there is no room for anything else other than what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that I consider all things, right? Right. I consider all things while holding on fastly to, to, to my, my core of mind. But it doesn't yes. necessarily mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't, that I don't listen. And I think too, thinking about a professional in the professional realm, sometimes I, for me, it, and it be it, what is it? Good, bad, right or wrong. For me, tone is important whether or not I can trust that you come into from a place of love. Like mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me sometimes. It really is. It's hard for me if I, if, if, if I'm looking at you and, or if I've seen you in a distance, cause I'm always watching to figure out how I can grow. So I'm looking and, and, and watching. And when people come at me from the left, I, I, I can't, I, 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 I'm, I'm, 
and then I, I won't I don't say I can't. I, I think that I matured enough to listen. Um, and what my mother would say is eat the fish and spit the bones. I, I do mm-hmm. that. Right. I think that people would think that they're a little bit more media for me than I would choose. Right. Um, so I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about that. But I'm also right. woman enough to say, you know what? Um, I saw that you said X, Y and Z and I didn't take that advice. And now I see that I should have taken that advice. So I, I, I'm, I'm good on coming back to people to say, you know what? I might, have been, I might have been too rigid for that. But now I see where it might work and I want to say thank you. Um, mm. but, but a lot of times people will come to me and say, and I think, and I don't know where that, I, I, I don't know where it comes from. But I, don't, I don't necessarily apologize because it served me well. But, I, but people have accused me of not being able to, to, to be corrected, which is not really true. I just think that, um, I, 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 without sounding crazy, you just can't come to me talking crazy. You just can't. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's got, so it's got to be. It's got to be anchored in something. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this question: If you have heard that people are stating that you um, present yourself as not being able to be corrected, mm-hmm. then. Is it because at the moment, because I, I, I'm trying to, I, I hear what you're saying. So is it at the moment of the correction, you are still in, in your mindset and then you reflect and come back? I want to say that's more truthful because I am extremely passionate. And so if I have decided that this thing should be read, right, I have thought about, and I don't, and I'm not haphazard, like I'm not mm-hmm. impulsive, right? So if I think that this thing should be red, I have thought about this thing. I have researched red. I've talked about different color reds. Like I'm all in for the red. And you come and say, wow, you know, that should be blue. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so you were right in that maybe in my moment, in the moment, I because I, but I think that, that that's probably kind of what it is. But also if you come to me and I'm doing red, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been messing with me all week, and and I see you looking at, it and the red is coming out good, and you looking at, oh, it okay, you, you talking about it, and you, you know, I, and then you come over and say, mm, that probably should be blue, you know, I'm mm. you like go on now, yeah, now go ahead now, but okay, it it, it take it, it it's I think it, it's not um it's not a black or white scenario, right, right, right. It's not a black or white scenario, it's a gradient scenario, but a lot of times when people feel as though I'm unapproachable is really because I am so passionate about this particular thing that I like, I, I believe that this thing will work. You know what I mean? So that could happen, but it doesn't mean that I, that I, that I can't be corrected or that I don't correct, you know? So it doesn't mean that. Okay. So, so what it means is that in your, in your peer, so you have stages of being corrected. So you will present, your synopsis here are the feedback however still be in opposition because you have already put in the work to present your synopsis go back reflect on what has been given to you and then represent yes yeah yeah lots of time because i don't feel like there's an end you know unless you know there's no there's I, i feel like there's always time to to um change course like, y'all know I'm good for moving it. I will move at a drop of a dime. I don't have a problem <laughs> with 
with starting over or or doing something. But when I when I am committed to something, it it I could be like a dog with a bone. It really is hard to let go of something. Do we think that a lot of times with reproach, it has to do with um, also the messenger? Mm-hmm. Yes, because I was going to bring that up because I've been taking notes. Yes, I was going to bring that up as well. So and in answering that question, I think that sometimes, so I want to say two things about words, about what Kim said, is, is not so much the words, it's how you say the words. And then on the flip side, sometimes it is the word that's being used or the words that are being used. And so the message is not delivered in the way and the, um, the manner that it was intended. I always tell my husband, just say it and then we'll clean it up. Because sometimes you take so long trying to get it out and say it the right way. And when you have developed a relationship with a particular person, it's like, say what you say, what you're trying to say. And then we can figure out what you're really trying to say. If you feel like that's not what you meant, it's being able to communicate effectively where you can go back and forth in a dialogue and say, well, this is what I heard you say. And then that person to be able to say, that's not what I meant. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, well, you know, so you know, try and say it again, or you're saying it again to get to the point where that's what I mean, you right. know. And, and, you know, you bring up a good point because you do have to have a really strong relationship with people like that if you're going to open the door for them to just say it, because if you're telling them to just say it, you also got to be able to listen to it as well and then allow them the opportunity to then work through the rephrasing or the clarification point. Mm -hmm. Here's a perfect example. There are many times that we have had discussions and because we are not in the same room, Mm -hmm. sometimes we misread the words in a specific tone. That tone can be reflective of how we're currently feeling at the time, or it could be we were in the middle of something at the time, or you just go down or you miss the other previous messages to tie that recent one that you just saw in context. And so there are times that we would even say, and I know for me, I'll ask y'all sometimes, I'm like, can you go back and clarify that? I'm like, what, what, what are you saying? What do you mean? Can you clarify? Because, you know, especially in texting nowadays, because unfortunately that seems to be the predominant way that most people are communicating instead of sitting face to face or being on FaceTime or um or um duo you know because you're missing out on the body language Mm -hmm. you're missing out on the um on those genuine facial expressions at the Mm -hmm. time when things are communicated and i think that you know just like social media you know people put things out and that's because they're hidden We don't see their faces. We don't know who these people are. They put a name on there. It could be them. It could be somebody else. We we have no idea, but we only can go on their words. And then when people bring them um, to the carpet on their words and they want to get defensive. I saw a perfect example of what it means to really be vulnerable and authentic. Mm -hmm. The other day, there was a conversation that was going on Um, unfortunately I can't remember the subject and so one of the commenters 
asked the question. She said, I genuinely have a question. What does XYZ mean? And so the responses that she got were some of the most caring, kind, mm -hmm. honest responses that I've ever seen on social media. Mm -hmm. And even one of the people were like, I am so surprised and shocked and actually happy about the way that you all responded to her because everybody responded to her out of kindness, out of love, out of respect. They explained it in a very easy to understand manner, but also not in a demeaning way either. Right. Um, and it was just one of those moments that's just so rare on social media that, um, you know, when somebody asks a question about something they don't understand and then, you know, people just automatically start, you know, attacking and just name calling and just being mean and cruel for no reason because they're they're hiding behind a device. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, because a couple of things that you just touched upon is definitely things being lost in translation. Um, we have a lot of things that are definitely lost in translation because you don't specifically receive the way that they're trying to say it. And then you're immediately defensive. Right. And, and being able to, to recognize that people do lack experiences in things and they, be, and they may not have a context or an understanding of what what they're doing or what's being displayed because they don't have a point of reference. Um, I was, I was doing an, an activity and the parent was like, you know, I told them to go do this. And then they looked at me and, and they didn't understand what I was saying. And I was like, well, you do understand that there's some things that you have to experience it first mm -hmm. that you legitimately may have no point of reference to that. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, you know, how do you respond to that? And then it was an eye opener because it's like, oh my gosh, we are expecting people to have um, a point of reference for mm -hmm. so many different things. Well, when background knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that people don't have a point of reference to. You're right. not in that world. You're not in that field. You're not in that realm. You don't. You know, I'm not going to go to Comic-Con and say, you know, I know exactly every comic book on the shelf. This is not my world, you right. know, or question somebody's, you know, outfit choice. That's not your world. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's definitely. Um, you know, that's a definitely that's definitely a good um, reflection. I think that if people could go into relationships and assuming nothing, you know, like you don't want to be um, insulting, right? But you, I, I think that sometimes we come to relationships assuming that we know. Even when the mm. people that we, even people that we do know, sometimes if you're not really actively listening, you stop them from talking because you just know they're going to say X, Y, and Z. Like you already know, what, you you already think that you know what their response is mm -hmm. going to be. I think that 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 give and take and that um, the art of communicating is really important, right? The art of communicating is really important. And I wonder too, if thinking about this this um, account that you just shared, Tawanya, about the social media and the exchange there, and how rare and surprising that is. 
is that, you know, you don't want to keep blame shifting things. But I also really do think that the fact that people don't really talk to each other, they text each other all the time. So mm-hmm. the, art, the art of talking is getting lost. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You, 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 you lose the nuances of people's, the tone of voice and, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, emojis won't cut it. You know what I mean? That's right, right. I think I really <laughs> think that we're losing the art of conversation. And you know, and that brings me to um, to mind something else that I read the other day, and it was talking about specifically kids and how kids are losing the ability to communicate. Mm. And yep. it was, and unfortunately, it was wrapped around the um, the most recent. Um, tragedy well near tragedy that happened with the the teacher being shot in the classroom and stuff mm. and and you know and I was like that is a really good point and then I was reading something yesterday where someone else was talking about um just how kids in general just don't know how to communicate with each other and whether or not the devices that we have now talking about the technology Mm-hmm. If that technology is causing our kids to not have the um, the skills, mm-hmm. uh, the experiences in order to be able to not even just interact with people, but even just to problem solve, to yeah, understand absolutely. this is yeah. a dynamic, this is what yeah. we do in this process. And it raised and it was a really good conversation um, I try not to get into educational talk on the weekends, but it was a really good conversation that was going on on Twitter yesterday, you know, about it because the lady that had originally posted, she just she just posed a question. She was like, you know what? Have y'all thought about that? The kids that are getting ready to graduate, that those kids that are getting ready to graduate were born in 2005. So those kids then went into kindergarten and a, a give or take around the year 2010. And then she said, do you realize that since they were born, they've had nothing but devices in front of them? Mm, mm, mm. Right. Yeah. That is that's, so that's, true. You think about kids in the 70s now, I, you know, and, and you think about poverty and, and how they talk about how, how children of poverty, they talk so loud because they don't feel like they're being heard, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think about like the television or the, the iPads and the computers have taken place of the television because when we were, when I was coming up, you, if you were sitting in front of the TV, you were looking at electric company and Sesame street and um, Edu- educational yes. things. Now the quote unquote, sometimes babysitter of poverty because people are working, you got latchkey kids, all those video games or anybody mm-hmm. can be on YouTube, this TikTok. Mm-hmm foolishness all kinds of tiktok challenges and all types of things and it's almost like technology itself can't be the nemesis i think what's happening is that parents are not necessarily cognizant of what a draw mm-hmm. and how of how much of an impact it could have so like even clyde i've been talking to him about listen before you give that baby screen time he probably needs to earn it with a book you know what i mean like or a mm-hmm. conversation or like swap it or something, you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes that's easier to said, easier said than done. Um, you know, but I, I think that technology itself is almost like 
gun violence. The gun sitting by itself is mm-hmm. not shooting itself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not shooting mm-hmm. itself. It's not shooting itself. It has to be picked up and, and, and misused, right? And right. so I think that's what's happening with the technology. It can't really just be the scapegoat for all of our problems, but I think it's like, again, everything is a gradient. I don't really ever think anything is just black and white. It's just, and right. sometimes it's just compounded, you know? Yeah. Mm. I think it's it's very interesting. I think it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's very interesting because the number of things that we have just talked about, especially as it pertains to being above reproach, we look at our kids, they can't be corrected. And if they are corrected, they get upset. Um, some people feel like they can do no right or they, they feel like everything they do is wrong. Mm. You know, it's, it's trying to figure out the different ways to interject and redirect and, and work things out. Um, and even with our kids, yes, technology, social media, even right now, one of the biggest conversations they had when they went into last weekend was about teens and their mental health. We know that teens have been on the, the, the decline in mental health for a very long time. I don't know why it becomes such a, um, such a topic of nuance at this particular point. I mean, everybody has a men- mental health crisis is a crisis. It is probably the fastest growing, which should be to me considered a pandemic over the fact that we're dealing with, you know, the other pandemic. I'm like, this is the biggest issue and it doesn't receive the greatest attention except for when someone high up in, you know, Mm -hmm. in popularity has. It's almost like it's a silent, it's a silent disease and you only notice it when you get a flare up. And a flare mm-hmm. happens when someone has, there's something tragic that has happened. Yeah. Something tragic has happened. Yeah. You know, and even for where we are now, they're talking about the number of mass shootings. Mm-hmm. You know, we've only been in this year for how many days now? What, 47? Uh, mm-hmm. days is 20, 51. So it's been 51 days, but we're talking about over 70 mass shootings. Wow. Over probably over seventy five, if more so. Yeah, just you know, in the United States. Just yeah. in the United States. Because wow. I think one day last week, before there was like mo- there were multiple on one day last week, but be- prior to that, we were at number sixty three. Mm. That's yeah. a- America has a problem, a gun problem. Okay. But um, to bring this back around, and you know, and just talk about being above reproach and stuff. You know, um, I think we need to come back to humility because people have lost the ability to be humble. Um, People have lost the ability to be kind and respectful to others. And you can be honest and respectful at the same time. And you also have to be willing to be open to receiving the feedback because just like that was that's been mentioned several times you cannot grow without the feedback you you can't um 
we see a lot of times these business owners and stuff and in um and how they seem to be in this bubble but in their bubble i mean sometimes it's a lot of sadness and that sadness can be because either they've alienated themselves from others or others have put them on the exterior because you know they they don't have the ability you know to be quote unquote a regular person when it comes to communicating and dialogue and openness and understanding and forgiveness you know they these people want to make changes and adjustments for everybody else but they don't want to listen to what the people are like yes you might be in a in a role of power and position but what is it that the people need and that the people want and that again goes back to being able to communicate and communication is listening as well it's not just the talking it is listening right right i like the fact that i think even for us and it being in communication you know, we don't sit down and have a communi- have a conversation with a person and take notes. We take mental notes, but we don't really take notes. Right. And a lot of times we forget stuff that we say, but that person has mm. has time stamped it. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. you're like, you're like, I said, what, when? Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. don't you remember you said? And you're like, I don't even remember what I said three minutes ago. How are you going to ask me what I said? Right. You know, five. You just talking to be talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like when a person has to come back and say, you know, what did you mean by this? Or I had to reflect on this because you gave some really good advice. You know, and it's like, where do you go from there? And you know what, you know, this microwave um, attention span of ours mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is also part of the problem because we don't want to take the time that will take for us to have authentic conversation. It takes time. Just like in any relationship, you have to take time to get to know each other, to understand each other's likes and dislikes. Also, um, like people in relationships, like when they get to the point where they are changing, whether that change is age-related, whether that change is career-related, those are things that communicated, and you know, and it just takes time to do that. And we can't we can't do that if your attention span is ten seconds or fifteen seconds. You know, there's a reason why these advertisements that we see on our devices and our TVs are only in small incremental moments because they know that the attention is very, very short. I think too, I, 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 I agree that about the attention span. I also think too, when you talk about communication, if you seek first to understand instead of be understood, right? You open yourself up to a more authentic exchange, right? When people can feel that you're genuinely interested in what they're saying, you know, you you get you get less of the defensiveness from people, you know, like I, it, it is really just about being kind, you know, and being patient with people, right? And then also, 
you know, I, there's something, and not thinking too much about yourself. Like, don't over exaggerate your importance in other people's lives that they set out to hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like somebody's out to get you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just gotta, you gotta. Uh, yeah. So I guess that that humility, that that humbleness that you're talking about, it can't just be all about you. You know what I mean? And so, it, it when somebody's coming to you with something. It's not necessarily that somebody's out to get you, number one. And number two, none of us has really arrived, you know, because if that were the case, then we shouldn't be talking to one another. If you've arrived, then you should mm-hmm. be on the other side, right? You should be on the other side of the dirt. You should not be here if you've already arrived and there's no space, like you said, and there's no space to grow. But I also can attest to the fact that the pruning can be sometimes painful, especially if it's deeply rooted. If you've been thinking, so like what I said, if you've been thinking and you've been planning and you just been doing something wrong the whole time for quite a long time mm-hmm. and then somebody comes to you and say you know have you considered and you're like wait but I've been cooking these greens like this for you know X amount of time and here you come with this new way and the new way it almost like it almost can sometimes feel like um, invalidation sometimes if, 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 if you if, if it's something depending upon the issue mm-hmm. um, but um but it doesn't necessarily mean that people are coming to you showing you a, do, a different perspective couldn't make something more better for you, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Well. Well. That's a good way to sum it up, I do believe. It was really good to have everybody on today. We haven't all been together on the podcast in a really long time. I found it so well to have everybody's voices and input on our topic for today. And hopefully you gained something from it. Again, gift, take what you need and the rest, put it back on the plate. Uh, as I sit here looking at pancakes on the, on the TV. Um, but, um, Thank you all so much for listening to us. We hope that you um, have enjoyed listening to Educated and Evolved. And if you have, leave a comment. All platforms, share this podcast with someone. Let have them listen to it and give their feedback as well. Um, any closing? Developing effective communication is key. Mm-hmm. And pruning is equal to evolution. It's like it's going to equal progress. Mm. Don't be afraid to have open, honest communication. And don't be afraid of receiving feedback. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy this President's Day. Some of us are off and some of us are not. But we do thank you for listening to Educated Evolve. Have a great one. Have a great one.